everyone. We've taken a break from discussing sex differences in autism, and too long of a break for this important issue, I think. Recently, a couple of studies were published on sex differences in autism spectrum disorders that are worth discussing, especially as they each highlight different ways to study and understand both males and females with autism. Several concepts on sex differences in autism have emerged from the AS and ASF meeting on gender differences in autism last October. One of these is examining sex differences in autism and making sure to compare them to normal sex differences. You've heard me harp on this and how researchers don't really know as much as they should about sex differences to be able to say that there are sex differences between males and females with autism. So it may be dubious to look at sex differences in people with autism without then studying them in people without autism. I'm happy to say a new study does in fact look at this. The study comes from the Simon Baron Cohen lab in the UK. The research group has studied sex differences for a while and they hypothesize that autism is due in part to what they call an extreme male brain. They call this, of course, the extreme male brain theory. And for those of you who aren't familiar, here goes. It says that autism is in part a reflection of an extreme male form of some specific characteristics that you see in the general population. Specifically, what's called empathizing and systematizing. Empathy, as you know, is defined as the ability to identify and understand the thoughts and feelings of others and respond to those with appropriate emotions. Systematizing, on the other hand, is a person's interest in constructing or analyzing systems or pieces of a system and then putting them back together based on specific rules and also applying rules to specific tasks. Dr. Baron Cohen actually has spent his whole career studying this outside of autism, and he's shown that females are better at empathizing and males are more prone to systematizing. So this does not strictly apply to everyone, and of course this is a continuum. Frankly, I'm not sure if you can tell, but I hate to classify people in any particular box. So let's just say that these are characteristics of a population and not about any particular person specifically. So back to this extreme male brain theory of autism. Dr. Baron Cohen hypothesizes that autism is in part due to too much systematizing and not enough empathizing. Since males are more likely to be systematizers, then this is called the extreme male brain theory. There was recently a huge study that looked at male-female differences on something called the empathizing quotient and the systematizing quotient, which reinforced this idea. Studying the extreme male brain requires comparisons of boys and girls without autism, so I like to read studies about this theory. They've also looked at other features of the extreme male brain, mental rotation, sensory processing. Sometime I'll get him on a podcast, I promise you. This extreme male brain theory of autism has been controversial. But I'm glad I got to explain it on this podcast because it may be brought up over and over again in the future. And trust me, I've also simplified it here extremely. So if Dr. Baron Cohen happens to be listening, I sincerely apologize. Anyway, this recent study looked at both males and females with and without autism on a task called the reading of the eyes task. This measure is what is known as the theory of mind, the ability to read and understand the thoughts and feelings of others. You've heard about facial recognition and the inability to read emotions in faces of people with autism. This test kind of looks at that, but has been controversial in itself. This is just one of the aspects of impairments in people with autism, but it is kind of common. As I mentioned, it was controversial since, as Helen Tager Flussberg recently put it, for every study that shows impairments in this theory of mind, other studies show that there's no impairments. So in the reading of the eyes tasks, photos of eyes, not videos, are shown to people and they have to identify the emotion just from the shape of the eyes. Interestingly, 
females are better at this task than males. And in separate studies, people with autism are worse than people without autism. But there really aren't typically enough females recruited in any study to really test how females with autism perform compared to females without autism. This study addressed that. So what they found is about what you expect and what would be predicted by the extreme male brain theory. Females did better than males, of course, but in people with autism, that was not the case. Males and females with autism performed about the same and worse without those without ASD. So females with autism did even worse on this task than males. Because this study is just one aspect of behavior in autism, I don't think we can say that the theory holds true universally, but it does show how it's important to study those with autism and then those without autism, even if the focus is about autism. And while there may be sex differences in other types of behaviors, there aren't always differences. So another study that did show differences. I mentioned that there were going to be two concepts in sex differences. One was studying sex differences in those without autism. And the other is whether or not females are able to hide some of their symptoms, either consciously or unconsciously, and what this says about the abilities of men versus women to do so. Researchers can really look at how men and women adapt and hide symptoms by looking at those that were diagnosed later in life. In other words, understanding people that had autism their whole lives but were able to mask their symptoms or their symptoms were just not obvious or they were misdiagnosed. In a study of the Journal of Autism and Developmental Disorders, a group of researchers studied an obviously high-functioning adults who were not diagnosed with autism until later in life. They looked at the presence of sex differences and found them. In fact, they replicated the previous study, which did not find differences in the reading of the eye task or the empathizing quotient or the systemizing quotient, but they did find differences in something called the autism spectrum quotient, again developed by Simon Baron Cohen. So that's interesting. It reinforces the study I just mentioned, but it also looked at dozens of ways that people with autism think, from intellectual function to different domains and executive function. Their results show that in people who were diagnosed later in life, and obviously these are people who are higher functioning, there were male-female differences in social strategies. Males with autism exhibited higher verbal abilities, while females with autism showed higher processing speed and better executive functions. Since females with autism in the high-functioning range are generally known for camouflaging their autistic characteristics, this might be an important process for establishing appropriate social skills. So to summarize, males and females with autism may not be totally different from each other, but based on specific pre-existing features found in males and females, they express symptoms differently. Of course, this is just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, in terms of understanding males and females with autism, and Autism Science Foundation certainly hopes to fund more research in this area. Speaking of which, the deadline for applications for pre- and postdoctoral applications is coming up. If you're a researcher or a student interested in this topic, please consider applying to ASF. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you soon. And as a reminder, we're moving the podcast to Mondays.